Earlier with Bridge Church, they've just had recently went through a name change to Numa Church. But we've got Josh and Kelly Long all the way from Numa Church in Melbourne. So it's been exciting. They've done stuff yesterday with the music team on Thursday night with the music team. Pastor Josh preached awesomely this morning despite some tricky situations. And again, we've got both of them tonight, so that's something special. So let's give them a one-heart welcome as they come and preach. Which side do you want to sit on? I'll stay on the left <laughs> or right. Depends on if you're on the stage or not on the stage. <laughs> well, um, again, hello, 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 and hello. Uh, my name is Joshua Long, and this is my lovely, beautiful wife, Kelly. And for those that do not know, there's a young lady by the name of Sophie that was dancing on the front and eating Smith chips because all of a sudden she got hungry. So, um, but uh, tonight, um, you know what? First, let me ask is how many people were here this morning? So tonight is actually going to be like a continual of what happened this morning. This morning we talked about life and death uh, being in the power of the tongue. And um, a part of that... Um, I brought to life that as a man thinketh, so shall he be. And then also, you know, you have to speak things, but then you also have to have the faith to go along with it. So it's, it's, it's actually pointless to uh, say certain things if you don't believe that it's going to happen, that it's not going to come true, then what's the point of saying it? You know, pink elephants. Um, no, it's, it's pointless for me to, I don't believe that there are such things as flying pink elephants, so why would I try to speak that into existence? Because it's not real. But what we want to talk about tonight is our testimony, our journey of how we actually came here. Um, the Bible talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimonies of others. So um, we want to encourage you tonight to let you know that uh, God has a plan for you all. And God is actually speaking all the time. It's just a matter if you're listening. So let's start this story off with um, back in 2015, just a quick run. Uh, Kelly and I got engaged on March 7th, 2015. Uh, at the time, Pastor Ashley Evans of Influencers Church came to me on March 9th. Actually, I went to him on March 9th and said, I am engaged now. And he said, that's great. I'm seeing you to Australia. I said, no, 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 you didn't hear me. I just got engaged. And he goes, yeah, that's great. I'm sending you to Australia. I said, oh, right. So he sent me to Australia for three months over here to do the music for Influencers Church. And at the time, I did not know that that was a job interview. <laughs> I just knew I'm going to Australia, three months, going to do the music, going to love on people, and then come back, get married to this beautiful lady right here. And then my life will be in heaven. Well, it turned out that two and a half months into the job interview, um, we were on a Skype call. And then they asked us to move to Australia officially. And we had to make a decision at that point before we even got married if we were going to move from America to Australia. And Kelly, you can chime in any time that you want. Um, <laughs> 
But it was, it was a big ordeal because the reality is when Kelly and I were dating, we talked to each other about um, our dreams and, and what we felt that God had on our lives individually. It wasn't one of those things like, you know, now that I'm dating you, you know, this is what we're going to do together because God has brought us together. It was none of that type of stuff. It was, so Kelly, what do you think that God has on your life? And she spoke to me what she felt. And she asked me the same question. But the great thing about it was that both of us believed that we would go and do anything that God told us to do. And so when Pastor Ashley and Pastor Josh Greenwood proposed us the title of Worship Pastors for Influencers Church, even before we were married, our answer was, we'll do whatever God tells us to do. It wasn't one of those, yeah, we're going to Australia, because Australia has the three S's that I don't like to really associate with, sharks, spiders, and snakes. They all kill you if you just look at them in the eye. That's why I don't look at them <laughs> in the eye. So I'll just say I'm the, ooh, that's loud. I have a loud voice, guys, sorry. Um, I'll just say I'm the spider killer in this relationship. We have any ladies in the house that are the spider, spider killers? Just a few, just a few. All right, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. I'll actually see a spider and say, Kelly, there's a spider. It's coming down right, right, right there, right there, right there. So uh, there's no shame in my game. But from that point, you know, we got married, and the reality is we had to make an adjustment immediately as newlyweds, uh, go enjoy your honeymoon, and then once we get off our honeymoon, it was we're moving to another country. But we didn't know when our visa was going to get approved for and all this type of stuff. So uh, literally six months into our marriage, we sold slash gave away everything that we owned. And we had six duffel bags of clothing and two dogs. And we drove across the United States from Atlanta, Georgia to California. It was a 31-hour trip, but we divided it up. And... Um, yeah, and came here January 2016. Put our dogs on a plane. Um, yeah, I don't think Josh really shared with you guys that the reason we're sharing this, this story is to actually bolster your faith and just to share what God did for us. Um, because I think so often it's easy to get comfortable as, um, Christians doing the same thing every week. And, uh, whatever God has called you to, just know that he's able to make that come to pass, whether it's, you know, being a, a youth pastor and saving the whole, you know, getting the whole city saved or moving to another country and becoming missionaries. So, um, yeah, for us, it was, it was a, a really impossible journey. Um, we didn't have very much money at the time. I had a, a full-time career, but Josh had been through some crazy transitions with his job uh, previous to that, and he had gone for several months after he came back from that stint in Australia where he could not find work. We were like, God, how are you going to get this, like, how are you going to make this happen? Because I don't know if you all know, but being pastors, you don't get paid as, as much as, you know, you'd like to get paid sometimes. Um, it's just a fact of the ministry. But um, in those last two months, even, even when we were saying, God, if you want to do this, we, we, we sought confirmation. We said, God, you have to make it clear if you want us to go. We're not going without you being in this. And um, God made it very clear. We had two prophetic words that were given to us. And even one of those words said, don't negotiate on the contract they send you. Um, 
No more negotiations. If God calls you, you go. We were like, oh, okay, flesh burning. Um, but in the last two months, I think because we said yes to God and we said, okay, whatever you say, God, we're going to do it your way no matter what. Um, Josh found a job in the last two months that we were in the United States. And long story short, over his base salary, he miraculously made $30,000 on top of his base salary in two months, which was just unheard of. The, the management team at his... Uh, <laughs> Don't you dare take credit for that. No credit taken. No credit taken. <laughs> the management team was actually in awe. They actually thought, is this guy cheating the system? And they started listening to his phone calls with customers to make sure he wasn't lying to people and all this stuff. And then they found out that he, he actually was just anointed to do what he was doing. And, uh, and then he had to tell them he was leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of to fill in that. Um, because, the, as we said, this whole journey is about faith and what God can do. So, Again, for those single men out there, if you're looking for a wife, make sure that she is good enough to fill in the gaps that you live out. Because the thing about it, Kelly is perfect at that, and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she does more. But um, to, to get all that stuff happening, right, the, the, the two words coming and the no, no negotiations and then when we got here um, in Australia, 2016, yeah, January 19th, 2016, uh, we were just like, all right, we're in Australia. What does this look like now? And we just went full steam ahead. God, you called us to do it because you called us, and it must be right. And I can tell you this, um, probably within the first three months, we just knew that Australia was where we wanted to call home. It wasn't one of those things that, like, someone had to sell us on anything. It was just that it was almost like God said, now you see the potential and the promised land that I have for you. And I know, what, what do we call South Australia? Great, great South land of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit most definitely was in this whole transition. Um, and, you know, a year into it, we were all influencers, 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 and growing the team, building the team. And then uh, one day we had a state conference, and I met this lovely lady here on the front row by the, past, by the name of Pastor Pauline. And she just said, we need you in Port Lincoln. And I said, okay, sure. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> she just came to me straight. And uh, we met in the uh, foyer, and that's where I met Pastor Rob. And I can tell you, um, this is our third year here. And last year, um, Kelly and I were actually going through um, internal uh, decisions because we were going, well, actually in 2018, mid-2018, we started praying. We were saying, okay, God, we've done this, and we've accomplished this, and you've done this through us. You know, and it wasn't that we were like, what's our next? Like, we're ready for our next challenge. It was just there was a stirring on the inside of us. And we just said, we believe that God is going to do more. But we didn't know what that looked like. But, you know, I would call Pastor Rob and Pauline every now and then and just have chats with them and get wisdom. Because, you know, he's about two years older than I am. But that's two years of knowledge and wisdom that he has that I don't have. Um, 
But probably at the end of 2018, in the beginning of um, January uh, 2019, we got a word from a, a, a prophet, and he said, God is writing a story, and initially I thought the story was for me. But then I realized that the story was for you. And I see you going here, 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 and there, 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 there. But influencers is not going to be your landing pad. And I can tell you when he told me that, I was shocked because I said, wait a second, my visa is tied to me working for influencers. I'm a pastor. I'm over here on a religious visa. It renews every two years, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, that's great. Influencers is not going to be your landing pad. And as a matter of fact, don't put any roots down in Adelaide. Now, let's just put a caveat out here. This is not our endorsement to say, go prophesy to someone in your church to leave the church. <laughs> um, this was not somebody that was, um, this was someone who was very mature in the faith. This was not um, just a whimsical thing. Uh, it was somebody who has been tried and tested in, in this gifting. And um, any prophetic word that we receive, um, we always say, God, you need to confirm this to us. We're going to test it, and it has to be confirmed in our spirit. It can't be something where we're like, amen to everything, right? Um, you have to be very careful about what word you accept. Um, it has to line up with the word of God, but it also has to confirm what God has already showed you. Um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. We don't want any prophet liars in this house. No prophet liars, okay? Ah. Make sure it's right before you. <laughs> no prophet lying. No prophet lying. Just prophesying. Okay, yes. Um, and so that was in January, and that person actually was a member of Influences Church. And then we fast forward to April, and I was doing a worship conference in Perth. And After that, we got permanent residency permanent res in yeah. Australia, yes. which was a, a huge miracle in itself because... Yes. I don't know if y'all know. Well, some of you might. That's like a $10,000 um, feat. <laughs> it's a fee that is very expensive, and they require it of you very quickly. God provided that supernaturally, which is another story. But go ahead. Sorry. In a nutshell, it cost us ten grand. We had to pay it right then, and someone said, I'll pay that for you. Yeah. And then you can pay us back whenever you have the ability to pay it back. Um, which was amazing. And then April came. Go ahead. Oh, and then someone else paid it off entirely yeah. for us, yeah. which was great. So we're now debt-free of our visa responsibilities and permanent residents of Australia. Um, because here's the deal. When we got that first word, we, we realized the only way that we can go here, 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 and, and influences not the landing pad, we would have had to return back to America. And that was not what we wanted to do. And so uh, the next thing was I went to... Um, Perth for a conference there and a pastor there pulled me to the side and she and her husband said we need to talk to you and I said okay and she said I had a dream last night and at first I thought the dream was for me but then God told me that it was for you now I want you to understand the first person that spoke to me in January said the exact same thing and then here we go someone in Perth who has no relation starts the prophecy with the same thing. And in the dream, she just gave details pretty much where you currently are is no longer your resting place. 
but it's now your waiting place. God is getting ready to shift you. And so I said, okay. So I called Kelly, told her all about it. We prayed and we, you know, said, okay, God, well, you've confirmed it. What's next? Well, then in July, um, we got another message from a pastor from Queensland. And that pastor said, I have a vision. And the vision is, I see you, your wife, and your child, your daughter, in a car driving to a new city. There's a city in the horizon. I don't know what the name of that city is because the street signs are just green. They're blank. So wherever God is getting ready to shift you to, you're appointed to go there, and he's called you for that. But don't move fast. This is not a fast shift. So then I said, okay, Kelly, well, this just happened, you know, January, April. Now you got July. Someone from Adelaide, someone from Perth, and someone from Queensland. Like, I mean, woof, it's amazing. And then in August, we get another word from someone not connected, and they're from Melbourne. And they say the exact same thing. God is getting ready to shift you to a new city and new covering. And when you go to this place, there is going to be this type of breakthrough, this type of anointing, and this type of usage of your giftings. And so... Um, and, he, and he gave us a time gave us a frame. Timeline. So we were like, God, if you want to do this, you're going to have to do it. We're not going to try to make somebody's prophecy come to pass because God is too big to miss, and God can do it. Right, God can do it. So we were like, all right, God, well, this is going to be uh, your business and your problem to handle, and we're just going to follow where you lead as you open the doors. Um, so he said that we, he would be moving us by the end of February. Um, we were, by this point, our minds were just blown. I mean, I think we just, we've, we've experienced this kind of confirmation before, but now it's four different words at four different times, all in one year, telling us, this is what I want you to do. And um, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody receiving so much, so much confirmation. Um, and so we were just like, wow, God, this is incredible. Uh, have your way. What do you want to do? And you got to understand, like, my, my personality, I'm very loyal to the people that I love, and I'm loyal to the church as a whole, to the kingdom of God. So it, you're not going to be able to just go, God gave me a word, you're supposed to go to this church. Because I'm going to look at you and go, yeah, he didn't tell me that. He may have told you that, but until he reveals that to me, you know, in a better way, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Or God told me to tell you to go blah, blah, blah. Like, I was not going to leave Influencers Church just based on one word. It's important to stay planted in your home church, and I think we're, we're big believers of that. So for us, that was a big yeah. deal, especially because we're not from here. Yeah. And once that timeline came, this was in August, so now we're going, all right, so do we start looking for work? Do we start applying for this? Do we go into the corporate sector? What, what, what does this look like? And then three dreams happened, and two of the dreams came from America, and then Kelly had one of the dreams, and in the dreams, you have to understand this is how crazy it is, but... This person had a dream stating new covering, new location. And this individual was saying that, you know, the season that you're in is coming to an end. 
the relationship. And then Kelly had a dream that confirmed and locked all of that stuff up. So if you think about it, you count it, that's seven. So seven in the biblical sense is the number of completion. And at that point, we were like, God, you have completely gotten our attention. You don't have to say another word. But if you choose to say another word, you can. But we know that we got to do something, right? So now our posture was we're still submitted. It wasn't, oh, we got the word, now we're going to ready to leave or blah, blah, blah. It was we submitted. We said, God, we're still here. You have not told us where to go. You have not done anything, but you've just given us the preparation uh, for, for the transition. And so long story short, our uh, end date was given to us. But leading up to that, we were just praying and saying, okay, God, you know, because we don't know what's happening, what's going on, we're trusting you. Um, this was where it got very, very interesting and miraculous. An individual came to us and just said, hey, do you guys love to travel? And you got to understand this person we didn't talk to on a rec. Like we didn't go to dinner, didn't go to lunch. And it was just literally one of those things where we saw uh, this individual and said, hey, just being polite. But she said, do you guys love to travel? And we were like, yeah. Well, God told me to bless you with a free trip to Israel. Okay. Thank you. For that, when can we go? Let's sign up. And um, But the reality was we knew that we were transitioning. And we knew that we were shifting, but we also knew that this trip was based upon um, circumstances within the church and all this type of stuff. So long story short, because we were leaving Influencers Church and it had not been a public announcement, so no one really even knew what was happening, but for this lady to say, God has been dealing with me for the last five weeks. And at the timeline that she told us was exactly five weeks from the time that we told Pastor Josh and Shauna about our journey. So it was literally like we told Josh and Shauna about our journey. We were obedient about that. But then this young lady received an unction or a feeling from the Holy Spirit to bless us. She prayed about it for five weeks. And then she comes to us to say, I'm going to bless you no matter what. And in that blessing, it resulted in that we were not going to be able to go to Israel. But she said, because God told me to bless you anyway, I'm going to transfer this money into your bank account. She did not tell us how much the money was, the amount. But all I can tell you is that I got a screenshot that $11,550 were deposited into our account. Now, you got to understand, whether if it was 11550 or just fifty, we were grateful. We had just put in our, um, this is another thing I usually don't tell people to do, but God made it very clear um, that we were to shut every door in Adelaide before we moved. And um, that was really scary because you don't just move to another place without a job lined up. Um, but we had to honor our church by telling them, what was going on. And then we, we had to actually, I had to say, I'm not coming back next year. I was teaching in a couple schools. Um, so when she blessed us with this money, we were looking at an end date of the 31st of January for Josh. And I had already stopped working. So this, this individual put this money in our account. Um, 
which would then actually cover everything. Well, it's still covering just everything we, we're living on that right now. We're actually, we're living on that. Um, yeah, so. So that covered our deposit to a house that we found in Melbourne. It covered our, bond, you know, the bond and the first month's rent. It covered the cost for the removalists. It um, has also covered other things like um, uh, just we still have a car payment, all these different things. But then here's where God just said, oh, you thought I was done. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not finished. Uh, he then had someone transfer $450 into our account. And then someone gave us $300. And it was just like every turn, it was like a financial blessing. It was uh, a word of encouragement. It was just all of these things that lined up. And so it led us to where we were in Melbourne, where we were just like, okay, God, well, we're here. We're looking for a house. We're looking for all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we, you blessed us with a house, but we still don't have a job. And then we met with a pastor, and that pastor was like, well, I want you guys to come do consulting work and, you know, and, and work with us and help build our team and help, you know, strengthen our systems and blah, 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 yada, yada, which, you know, we were like, okay, that would be great. But then the church that we are attending, Numa Church, that pastor then calls and just goes, hey, Josh, I want to ask you a question. Have you accepted any work yet? And I said, no. And he goes, well, I would like to offer you a position full time at Numa Church. And you have to understand, we did not, like, apply, we did not apply for any church jobs. This was not, I applied for every corporate job under the sun. Government, uh, I even tried to get my white card so I can start doing trade work. And it was all not, nope, ah. Not. We encountered so many shut doors on our faces. It was like, why are we here, God? You sent us here and nothing is happening. And we, we spent a, a week and a half up until we came to Port Lincoln like, okay, what do you want us to do? We looked at so many houses. None of them were right. We put in a couple applications. Didn't hear anything back. We're like, God, what are you doing? We're not going to have any place to move to. We have to fly out of here. And... Um, Every job, job, just Josh had job interview after job interview. I was looking as well. All of the things that looked like they were going to come through were just canceled. Like everything was shut door, shut door, shut door, shut door. And we just had to actually say in those moments, like, okay, God is actually, this is not rejection. God is not rejecting me. He's actually redirecting. By, by these shut doors, he is making a way somewhere else. We just can't see what that is yet. You better preach. Um, <laughs> and, and so we actually had to change what we were speaking because it, it got really scary there. You know, living by faith is, is, is scary. It's risky because now you're entirely relying on God and you can either choose to have faith or you can choose to believe what the enemy starts to put in your, your mind, right? And um, it's very easy to start to say, oh, God has left me. He, he told me to come here, and now where is he? Ain't nowhere to be found. Um, and so for us, we had to say, no, God is faithful. 
God has made it very clear we're supposed to be here, and we're just going to believe him. And so we had to start speaking out. A job is coming. We just don't know what it is yet, but it's coming, and God always comes through at the perfect time. God's timing is never wrong. And um, we had to just continue (laughs) and continue and continue in that. I like how you already finished that water. It's really um body mass, muscles, <clears throat> you know, just stuff like that. But um I'll tell you, um the just an encouraging word to you guys. Every person that's sitting in this chair in sitting in this auditorium, you've been called here for a reason. And that reason is much larger than just you filling the seat. And the thing about Kelly and I, we all have, we always talk to each other about like the vision that we have as a couple and as, as, as being dynamic leaders in Christ and things that sort. And it was always being kingdom minded. And so we, everywhere we go, we encourage people that you are called to do more. It's just a matter if you're willing to answer that call. And I can tell you now, God has put a task to all of us to multiply and duplicate ourselves. So that means that if we have this number of seats that's in this auditorium right now, and all of them are filled by you, but we have stacks upon stacks upon stacks in the back corner, another stack and a few stacks in that back corner, If we are actually doing what Jesus has called us to do, which is to make disciples, then those chairs would be aligned up and those seats would be filled as well. And I want you to tell I want to tell you and Kelly and I are here to say that, yes, this is our journey. But everywhere that we've gone, we've had to fight and we've had to go against the current. And when things seem tough and things seem like, oh, we just need to get up out of here. God was saying, no, you don't move. You don't go until I tell you to go. And as a matter of fact, why are you not working and doing the tasks that I told you to do while you've been here? And it just changed our mentality to where we've always just said, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. And yes, God. If he told us to do Something that we could just not imagine. Yes, God, we'll do it. You got to work it out, but we'll do it. And we were always submitted to God and the leadership that God has placed us under. Can I cut in right yes. there? Obedience is never easy. Um, it's, it's very often very sacrificial and risky or uncomfortable. I'll tell you, my flesh just burns every time I say yes to God because I know it means I'm going to have to probably give up something. But... What I found is that God always meets us at our yes, and some of the most impossible things that he has asked us to do, when we said yes, he met us there. And whatever your impossible is that God is asking you to do, um, I just want to encourage you, <laughs> just, just step out in faith and see if he doesn't meet you there. It might take a little while. You have to kind of sow and sow and sow. Um, but watch what he does when you, when you say yes 
and do something he's asked you to do that's in his word that you know he's saying, this is my burden that I'm putting in your heart. Um, because he has always miraculously met us at our yes. And I think that's probably the, the number one thing is when you're obedient to God, you, you never, it, he never fails. He never fails to follow through on his word he is the author and the finisher of our faith. What he has authored, he will obligate himself to finish when you say yes. I want to read a, a scripture because I'm pretty sure that we've all been praying and all been asking God for clarity and direction in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Whether if it's involvement within the church, uh, involvement in relationships, involvement with our work, involvement with our family. Um, and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 29 says, Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent, for you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. And here's the, the key verse that I love. It says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And with that, I can tell you now that everything that is spoken over your life, it has to bring peace. If it brings anxiety, if it brings this edginess of, no, I don't know. Don't move. Don't move. Don't act and don't react. As a matter of fact, Kelly talked about prophesiers versus prophet liars. If that person says something to you, it's not that you call them a false prophet. It's literally you say, thank you for that. I'll pray on it. Shake their hand, give them a hug, do whatever, and then you just keep moving. And talk to someone that you trust that's a leader in the church. If, you, if you're un, unsure and you're unclear, that's what you have pastors for. It's vital that we know that God is in control. And with him being in control, you can actually look over your life and say, how many times... And actually not say, but see how many times God has brought you through situations and circumstances. And I want to take a little time to, to worship. But um, before that, you know, I always want to make an invitation to individuals. I know tonight was not a night where we preach this, you know, word or things. But it literally, we wanted to encourage you to let you know that God is speaking. And he wants to give you clarity in your situations and your circumstances. And sometimes it's just a matter of us listening and saying yes. And right now, if you don't know who Jesus is as your Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity to say yes. You have an opportunity to accept him and allow him to dwell with on the inside of you. And if that's you tonight and you've never said you know, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me so that I can 
have eternal life in heaven. I just want you to take some time right now to, to say that. And like I said this morning, I can't say those words for you. You have to mean it within your heart, but then again, you have to speak it with your mouth. You don't have to yell it. You can whisper it. God hears it. But there has to be speech. There has to be action. So if that's you tonight, I want to give you about 10 seconds to be able to say just that. God, I love you. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please save me. Heavenly Father, you know the ones that are here that need to know you. You know the ones that are here that have said that prayer. And God, we just pray right now that you would seal this within their hearts. That they will follow you from now until eternity. God, we surrender this moment to you. We know that you've moved mountains. We know that you've done miracles before. But we know you're going to do more. In Jesus' name, amen. Just so that I can know who or if there's anyone here, if that was you that prayed that prayer for the first time, we just lift up your hands just for a recognition sake. If you don't feel comfortable lifting your hands, I would just encourage you to find one of the pastors here and just have a chat with them so they can walk you through the next steps. But we just want to take a few minutes to just worship. Is that okay? So if we would, just stand to our feet. Stand to our feet. <laughs> feet. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness, I'm stealing your. 